Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Teach Different podcast. We're here again with our second episode of our podcast live in our online community of practice, which is a private community at Teach Different where we have conversation plans that teachers and, and others use in their classroom. We have quotes, classroom ideas, and all kinds of cool resources. So we're excited to fold in our podcast inside our our community. Today, we have a great quote from Samuel Clemens, otherwise known as Mark Twain, that is going to be uh, discussing the idea of country and government and loyalty. The theme of loyalty is going to take uh, center stage. Uh, very excited about this, this conversation, and it's great to have people here. For those of you inside the community, you're welcome to just come in. We have a couple people who've who've dropped by already, uh, and you're you're free to come in and, and go as you as you want. If you want to chat in a question, that would be great. And uh, yeah, we'll 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 try to read it and incorporate it into the conversation that we have. Great to to be here. So we got this quote from Samuel Clemens, the teach different method. Remember, we're going to start with this quote. We're going to look at the claim of it, the counterclaim, and then maybe ask some questions throughout organic questions that come out by virtue of the, the tension, right? Between the claim and the counterclaim, that inquiry, that curiosity. So as you're using this, by the way, wh whether it be in a corporate setting or a school or in any kind of institution, it's very, very helpful to be on the watch out for those really good questions that come out of the, the discussion itself. So here we go. That's the method. Let's, let's put it to work right here with a quote from Samuel Clemens on loyalty. Loyalty to the country always. Loyalty to the government when it deserves it. Loyalty to the country always loyalty to the government when it deserves it lots going on here so what's your what's your first read of this steve basically this is saying there's something about where you live and where you grew up that you always need to remain loyal to and there's something else called the government which is something that you really don't need to be loyal to unless the government deserves it, which to me means unless the government, you know, protects you and preserves your rights, etc. So I just think that the claim here is that you should expect to be treated well by your government and that that is a man-made thing. That's a human thing that you should be loyal to, but they also have to earn your respect. You, they have to be something that is good enough for you to be loyal to it. Whereas, for instance, if I grew up in France or Serbia or Sweden, I should have a connection to my, my homeland that goes beyond what the government is, I need to associate myself as a French person or as a Swede or yeah. as a Serbian. I, I so, would just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
No, I, that, I think that's good. The word conditional and unconditional came to my head. Loyalty to the country always. So that's an unconditional loyalty. No right. matter what, loyalty. Whereas the government is more of a conditional loyalty only when it deserves it. You know, and loyalty is just a really, really important word on a human relationship level. And then this is, of course, bringing up your loyalty to something greater than yourself, you know, your community in a way. Now, I do have to point this out about the uniqueness of American history. America is one of the few countries, I would say, that's government is is the same history as its country. There, and that's not entirely true though, because there were early Americans here in the 1600s. So I'm gonna actually take that back. But for the most part, our entire country is linked to our government in the sense that this was this great experiment of freedom and Bill of Rights, and to create a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And really our idea of a country, since we all came from different places, a lot of our sense of who we are really does come from our government system and what it's allowed us to do. I'm just pointing that out as a, as a unique quality of America. Pledge of Allegiance makes me think of loyalty to country. Why does why should everyone stand for the pledge? Or at least this is what we're told in school. You know, stand for the pledge that is expressing loyalty to the country. Regardless if you disagree or agree with the government at that very moment, that the country deserves your support, your patriotic support. Okay. I'm also thinking about uh, in times of war, when there's a draft, the, the mantra is also, you have a loyalty to your country above and beyond whether or not you agree with your government that this is a just war. I mean, think of Vietnam, think of Iraq, and the, well, Vietnam with the protests and people deciding, you know, no, I don't wanna be loyal to my country because I, I, you know, I, I, I don't agree with my government. Well, that's interesting, you mix it. I don't agree with my government, therefore I'm not gonna be loyal to my country, nor my government. I'm gonna disobey the laws of my government and actively be, you know, after, actively go against my country, but then can I just go against myself right there? Many would argue that they're actually being loyal to their country by expressing their conscientious objection to a war. So again, that's a matter of perspective. All right. So the way you're looking at this, because you said the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, that's the country. The government is the Bush administration, the Trump administration, the Biden administration, whoever is currently in charge of the reins of power. I would that, say it's broader than that. I'd say it's broader than just the person in power. 
it's the levers of checks and balances. It's the it's the separation of powers. It's the whole structure of the government in the Constitution. Okay. Uh, and then there's the United States of America. All right. I, it, it, the, the, this is a hard distinction. Uh, but he is making it in a way where I really do think the focus on the claim is that as a person, and, you know, Samuel Clemens was an American, and he was someone who lived in our society and enjoyed a lot of the freedoms and all the other things that we associate with living in the United States of America that is far superior to many other places to, to live. But he's saying you shouldn't be loyal to your government unless it deserves it. That's so a big is statement. He, That's you, a big statement. Do you think he's saying, in a, if you read this whole thing, loyalty to the country always, loyalty to the government when it deserves it. Is this another way of saying protest? If you don't like something in your government, stand up and protest. This could be used to justify a protest. I love the United States of America, but I'm going to burn the flag. Right. Because I believe that the, the rights that were given me through the government allow me to do that and that freedom of expression. And that by burning the flag, I'm expressing loyalty to my country. I'm embracing the values that I agree with as an American. Right. Is what some people would say. Others would say, no, you're not. You can't desecrate that venerated object and say you're loyal to the country. So that's obviously a source of disagreement, but I see that. Take January 6th. And, you know, people who participated in that event were protesting an unfair situation where they felt as if they had to speak up and they had to go in and right a wrong. They were not, quote unquote, loyal to the transfer of power because they thought that it was unjust and that, that there shouldn't have been a transfer of power, that there was a, whatever, discredited election and 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 you know some shenanigans that went on that justified that situation so they said i'm not loyal to that i'm going to i'm going to come and and you know make my voice heard and i'm going to get in the way of that so that's the protesting of the government side of this quote is what you're saying i'm going to be it's got to be it's yeah, got to so be it's not deserving of my loyalty i am going to participate in this insurrection right exactly and, and if you talk to any one of them, I'd say most of them, if you sat them down and you said, do you believe in the flag? You know, do you, do you believe in this country? I think you would get people to make a distinction between the government of America and then what America truly is. I think that they would make that distinction. Now, the scary part with that is we all saw the pictures you know, they were taking American flags and they were throwing them at police and they were breaking windows. And, you know, I guess you just say 
that's the heat of the moment type stuff. That doesn't that doesn't mean that they weren't true patriots on some level. They at least I think thought they were. So I don't want to read too much into that, but that that's what's happening here. There's a you know they they thought that they didn't it didn't deserve their loyalty. Loyalty to the country always loyalty to the government when it deserves it. So I. I'm now seeing, seeing the protest angle here. If it deserves it, great. If not, do something about it. You ready for the counterclaim? You got one in mind? Not not yet. I'm going to read it again and 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 think of think of something. Loyalty to the country always. Loyalty to the government when it deserves it. I could take the second half and say loyalty to the government always. Loyalty to the country always, loyalty to your government always. Because you don't have a country without a functioning government. And you don't have a functioning government without loyalty to its laws. So on some level, you have to agree to follow the law, even if you disagree with it. Okay. You know, protest, great, but follow the rules. So go back to the January 6th thing. To, to, to push back against that, you'd say the Constitution says this is how the peaceful transfer of power works. We follow it, and you got to follow it. This is not something to protest unless there's legitimate evidence and, and, and so on. Well, and there's the rub because you get people thinking there was right. that. And look, here's where this is headed to me. Let me throw another counterclaim that really just kind of blows this thing in the water a little bit. You could say something like loyalty to people, always. Loyalty to the country and to governments, only when they deserve it. All right, and why do I say people? Because our strongest feelings of loyalty, I think go toward people and not toward these ephemeral ideas of what a country is or a government. It, I think a lot of people think of that as just something you're kind of stuck with. And you don't need to be loyal to it. You need to obey it maybe, but you don't need to be loyal to it. Now, our veterans and, you know, in our military would not think this way. They have to think of loyalty as to how to help preserve society. And so they're on another level in my to Preserve opinion. the government. We don't exactly. have a government if we're not loyal to the country. Exactly, exactly. Well, they going be, with that, yeah, go ahead. Going with that, you know, you said loyalty to the people. but loyalty to your family? Yeah, loyalty to the community. Maybe that's kind of what you're, where you're going there. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I'll, I'll talk about the elephant in the room. Loyalty to one man or one woman. Loyalty to a leader. Okay, so an actual personality political within party. the system. How about political loyalty to a political party? A political party, which is kind of an extension of, of a person. That, I could argue, I could see a lot of people arguing that that's what you need to be loyal to. You know, not, not the other stuff. You need to close ranks. You need to know have someone else's back and know that they have yours. 
And that's how you survive. And, you know, if you look at the dynamic that's happening with Trump right now and the type of loyalty, you know, that he supposedly expects and that he's getting from some people, that that's what's propelling him. You know, it, this is a, a feeling that, you know what, I'm going to stick with you through thick and thin. The harder it gets for you and the more you get persecuted and you get accused of wrongdoing, the more I'm going to be behind you because I'm loyal to you. That's a strong, strong sentiment. That can overcome a lot. And country and government, come on, that doesn't come in here. You know, that's secondary. And, and, or, and when you think of a ruler as the government, <laughs> it, it, you conflate the two. That's, about- that's what ends up happening at, at different times. And, you know, it's, it's scary because you, loyalty is a very, very important, uh, it's an important Quality. sentiment to have to people, for people. But my biggest thing about loyalty that makes me nervous about it is this. If I'm loyal to someone and they're doing some stuff that's wrong, it's obvious it's wrong. They're putting themselves in harm's way. They're putting others in harm's way. But here I am and I got to be loyal to them. If I'm going to continue that loyalty to them, I become an accomplice to whatever they're doing. Of course. Yeah. You, and you, you, that's the definition, right? But you, the reason why that concerns me is that I didn't choose those behaviors. And, you know, the minute I am starting to become invulnerable and in trouble for someone else and their actions, it makes me nervous because I can control myself. Well, of course. But I can't and, the, really... and that's the deal with the devil. If you're, if you're supporting someone who's doing something that is wrong, then you open yourself up for being punished for other people's actions and thoughts. So loyalty will get you in trouble. Think of just on a peer group level. If you're loyal to a peer group that's doing bad things, you are an accomplice to that immoral behavior. Here's another one. How about loyalty, another counterclaim angle. Loyalty to the country, always loyalty to the government when it deserves it. Loyalty to your conscience, always. That's that's what Einstein would say. Right. Uh, The quote, already in our community, don't do anything against conscience, even if the state demands it. There you go. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm -hmm. Loyalty to your conscience. That's a counterclaim. Right. That that the individual's conscience is the pinnacle is war um, demands the most loyalty than all of these things now i'm kind of warming up to that one because and, you know what if your conscience aligns to the country if it aligns to the government then that's a bonus but it has to be consistent with your conscience otherwise it's not going to work your moral conscience you know and that that one is well, that one becomes a problem when you have a society where people grow up and they're not educated about their government and they don't understand why their government is the way it is, like in our country. 
and you lose an appreciation of it. You start thinking of your conscience and your personal life as something that's always being thwarted from the government and society. And you're not realizing that some of the freedoms that you have are there because of the government, because there are people that had the foresight to think through what the future would be like and how to protect your freedoms. The minute you lose an appreciation for that, which I think we're at the point in America, I think a lot of people do not appreciate what this, this country has done for them. And they just feel like it's all about them. I don't and, know what and that, do of course, that. depends on what group we're talking about, because with certain marginalized groups in society, you can make a powerful argument that is not done enough for certain people and that it doesn't the country and the government doesn't deserve loyalty because it has acted in ways that are not morally consistent with what's right. You're right. But what I'm seeing out there now is that there's so many groups now that feel wronged, you know, that had an injustice done to them, that are always fighting for their own rights and are always, you know, trying to make their voice heard and to say that what how they have been hurt and how that's the most important thing for the society to address. And you got everybody in doing that. And and again, that's maybe partly what America has that we're happy it has, which is a place where if you feel that you're mistreated, you should demand more from, from your government. We're always an imperfect union. We're trying to get better. So, you know, maybe that's a, a good part of America that we have a lot of people that quote unquote complain right about maybe, their situation maybe it's a strength maybe the discord is again it's a strength it's a natural extension of a government that is predicated on freedom and petitioning the government for redress of grievances right there in the first amendment yeah. loyalty to the country always loyalty to the government when it deserves it i'm thinking of a question here yeah, and the question's got to have loyalty in it. What's more deserving of my loyalty, my country or my government? I mean, that... Or throw in the family. You know, like, what, what, what should I always be... Is there anything I should always be loyal to? What deserves my unconditional loyalty? What deserves yeah. conditional loyalty? And you know what? Can I nitpick at conditional loyalty? I know exactly what you're saying and how you differentiate it from unconditional. But conditional loyalty isn't loyalty. I, it, in my definition of loyalty. To yeah, me, not, my, loyalty, not mine. It is, okay. it is to me, but yeah. Well, but because if, if you're deciding when you should have someone's back, that's not loyalty to me. That's more of a calculation. It's more of a self-interested decision. Whereas loyalty is like ride or die. Well, that wh you know? where do you get such a black and white definition of, of loyalty? There's, 
I mean, give you an example, a, a team, you're on a basketball team and you're loyal to the team until the coach tells you to do something that is inappropriate or that breaks the school rules or something. And then you quit okay. the team. So your, your loyalty was, was 100% committed to the team, but it was a conditional because okay, not under all, you know. And the definition of loyalty, it just says a strong feeling of support or allegiance. So I guess it, you could lose that feeling of support or allegiance if you felt that it didn't deserve your allegiance anymore. Well, and think of a family. Think of how many people grew up in families where there is a sense of genuine loyalty. And then somebody does something and the family dynamics are screwed up and the child decides not to be part of the family anymore. I mean, there you go. That's uh, and then families, I'm thinking of, of urban setting, Chicago, where I did my teaching, peer groups, the gangs, a lot of loyalty in gangs, a lot of loyalty. So when you grow up, if you don't have that strong kinship tie to your nuclear family or your immediate group of people for whatever reason, you can always seek that out. And I, I do like the idea that family is more of a concept of the people that you appreciate, you look up to, you value, and it's less so biological. But I'd say loyalty is definitely associated with biology quite a bit. Here's another thing definition. Loyalty is a devotion to a country, philosophy, group, or person. Okay, so you can be loyal to a lot of different and, things. And I, that's why I like this conversation in a lot of different settings, because it's going to lead to a exploration of loyalty in settings separate from just country and government. I think people will talk about their families or how about you, loyalty absolutely. to their, their boss loyalty. Yeah. Imagine this in a, in a corporate setting, you're doing this with, with employees. That would be interesting. Yeah. Loyalty is a, is a very, uh, a versatile word. Yeah. So, I yeah. like the psychological questions, things like, do you think that your friends consider you loyal? Uh, who's your most loyal friend and why? What, what is it? How do you know someone's loyal? Because you know people disappoint at times, right? You thought you were with them, but you're not. So, What does a, what does a loyal American look like? How do you know uh, someone military, is a loyal? Military. Yeah. yeah. How, do you know, me, how do you know someone is a loyal American? Anybody willing to put their life on the line? for something outside of their family, themselves, and for really us, for your country. That to me is loyalty. You're gonna follow orders into battle no matter what. I just saw a good video on the Navy SEAL 6 member who actually killed bin Laden. And he was talking about how when he went on that mission, he didn't expect to come back. And he was talking about all his decisions when they got into the house and they were going up the stairwell and he broke open the room. He said at all points, 
He said, I was, I, I didn't think I was leaving, but I did exactly what we did to be trained. And I was there for a reason and people were depending on me. And I'm just like, it, it was, it was very moving. You know, I have a lot of reverence for, for that. Yeah, that's, that's definitely loyalty. Also, you know, think of a person who spends his or her entire life <clears throat> as an activist in politics, fighting and fighting and fighting to change laws that are discriminatory, that are not in the public good, that need to be changed. And people who fight and contact their representative and yeah. petition the government, you could make an argument they're just as loyal to the, to the country for the very fact that you know they believe that it can do better than than what it's it's done it's a different kind of loyalty but in in the same way as you described it's a commitment to something higher than their own interest and yeah. adherence to that is worth a lot of praise yeah and i would say loyalty to something higher i would hope everyone has something you know and it could be religion as well but loyalty to something outside of yourself in this case it's country that is really important uh and you know it's a thought-provoking quote i don't know how do you feel how do you think we're doing here we got some good questions yeah i think the questions flow i i would I really see this having legs and whichever audience people would use with this will go into some interesting directions. You will learn a lot about the people in the audience in this one. What are they loyal to? Yeah. What does it say? And they I would want to know it. that. Yeah. I, I would want to put that question out for all you facilitators out there. When you're trying this technique, you always want to be thinking about good prompts and have a few ready you know, before you introduce the quote and let everybody talk about the claim and the counterclaim. I think asking about personal experiences with loyalty will go a long way here. That's a huge word. As a teacher, it'd be interesting to say, where would you put the teacher, students? Loyalty to the teacher always or loyalty to the teacher when he or she deserves it? You know, there are so many spinoffs to this. Yeah, they. I get the sense that it would be when they deserve it. Um, All right. Well, yeah, the good, good. I think it was a really good conversation. I think this is a this is a great one to use. I'm really excited about how people can take this one and run with it. I'll say it one more time, and then we'll loyalty to the country always, loyalty to the government when it deserves it. Great. This is our second one in our Teach Different online community of practice. We're going to have a conversation plan created on this conversation that we'll put inside our community for our for our members. So we'd encourage everybody to check out, you know, be, becoming a member yourself. It would be wonderful, wonderful to have you. Okay. Well, thank you so much, everybody. And we'll, we'll uh, see you next time. Take care.